Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores brings you this Garage Logic podcast. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. No mayor today, but that's okay. We'll uh, spend this episode with nothing but fart jokes and uh, inappropriate <laughs> language. But Kenny, you had something to get Speaking off your of chest. Speaking of fart jokes, let's... Let's give out that tip that Suchere, uh, Suchi Boy, told us yesterday <laughs> off the air. I thought we were told we can't do that. Well, he's not here, so he can't uh, he can't control us. Well, you can get in trouble, not me. So, uh, Joe, uh, and I mean when 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 I use the word raucous, it doesn't even come close to the gas that he passed yesterday. <laughs> oh, 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 God. And we all went into a full blown panic and started heading to the exit. And he said, "No, no, don't go anywhere because if I don't move." The smell doesn't spread, and that was his little tip that That's we alluded tip. we alluded to yesterday. And he, being the mayor and proper, and wouldn't let us uh, do it on the air. All right, that'll do it for today's show. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, GLers, uh, I think we just owe them uh, owe them an explanation. Why don't you tweet at him that advice? Uh, no, no, I'm going to stay off of Twitter with that because uh, uh, yeah. then, then Such will find out. Get back I, to him. I can't wait till he listens to this. He's not going to listen. The string of messages we get tonight <laughs> yeah. on our phone. <laughs> oh, oh, speaking of messages, I have to make a correction. Um, yeah, I, I, I get it now. Uh, I made reference yesterday to oil. Uh, being heavier than water, yeah. the opposite, yeah. completely true. One gallon of oil weighs approximately 7.2 pounds. One gallon of water weighs 8.3 really? pounds. Really? Yeah, 8.34. Huh. So please stop sending me emails, stop texting me, and for God's sake, stop the mean tweets. Just leave me alone, okay? I did, I did not know that. Well, it makes sense. That's why oil floats on top of water. You and, learn more here uh, by accident. Well, that's something we all should have known, especially me. Got you it. were upset with somebody today on Twitter who was mansplaining it to you. Do you have I some news? That. Yeah. Here's I Johnny. Do, this first story, I'm sorry. I, I hate this story, so I'm going to get it out of the way. I hate everything about this story. Is this the one that you and I were arguing about it, last it, night? It is. Okay. Know, we weren't really arguing. Not either. really. Uh, charges were filed Thursday in connection with the death of a 16-year-old who was found semi-conscious and bleeding in the parking lot of a Savage Target on Friday night last week. 43-year-old Tanya Miller is charged with two counts of aiding an offender. Teron Miller, 44, is charged with two counts of second-degree murder. Their 16-year-old son also arrested in connection with the incident. Savage police responded to the parking lot in Target and Savage at about 7.30 last Friday night after receiving reports of a teen bleeding from his head. He was transported to a hospital. He had suffered a gunshot wound to the head. Uh, he died Saturday from his injuries, has been identified as 16-year-old Samuel Kieser. According to criminal complaints, a medical examiner determined the bullet hit the victim's skull above his right ear, exited above his left eyebrow. Two women told officers they were in the parking lot when they heard a pop. The complaint states the women didn't know where the noise came from, but drove around the parking lot before they found Kieser lying on the ground. They then went back into the Target to get help. Police reviewing surveillance video from the area saw a vehicle drive into the parking lot and park where Kieser was later found. A second vehicle then parked near it. Kieser got out of the first vehicle and into the second vehicle. The first vehicle drove away. 
The complaint then says Keezer falls or is pushed out of the second vehicle onto the ground in the parking lot a short time later, and the second vehicle drives away. Now, the complaint says the investigation revealed Keezer had been communicating with another juvenile on Snapchat. The two planned to meet up so Keezer could buy marijuana. Officers learned they met up in the Target parking lot. Police spoke to one of the juveniles who had been with Keezer that night who said the plan was for Keezer to meet up with another juvenile to buy marijuana, but Keezer was then going to take the marijuana and run away, not pay, and meet them in a nearby parking lot. However, when Keezer didn't come back, the juvenile told police they went back to the Target parking lot, saw Keezer bleeding on the ground, then drove away, according oh, to the complaint. They didn't even stop and help their buddy. No. Complaint says officers executed search warrants for the family home and garages of the juvenile Keezer was supposed to meet to buy the marijuana from. The juvenile told police he used Snapchat to connect with him. When Keezer contacted him, the juvenile asked his dad, Teron Miller, and they bought marijuana in St. Paul, then went to sell it to Keezer. The complaint says Miller called the juvenile's mother, Tanya Marie Miller, after the shooting, went to the neighbor's house to get their garage key and hid the vehicle in the neighbor's garage so it wouldn't be found. I'll bring them in on it. Mm-hmm. Teron Miller later told police he had done other drug deals with his son and kept his 380 handgun with him for protection. He said he sat in the back passenger seat of the vehicle because he didn't want Keezer behind him. The complaint says Teron Miller also admitted he thought Keezer was going to take the marijuana and run without paying, and that's why he shot him in the head. My wow. God. Over mm-hmm. a bag of weed. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Scott County Attorney Ron Hosovar said it's really just an awful situation. It's terrible. Now we have this juvenile who, however you want to feel about marijuana sale, certainly no reason to be dead, still no reason to be killed. I mean, what are we talking about? A hundred bucks, if even that? Even that. Eighty yeah. bucks? Yeah. Oh, my God. And, and, Unbelievable. You know, we discussed this before the show, too, but you're 100% right, John. This is the absolute definition of the decline of moral and ethical and integrity. It's just, and not to pick on people in the story, but like his buddies? Like his buddies? What are you doing? And, buddy laying there? And the idiot selling it with his parents? What kind uh, of parenting uh-huh. is that? Yeah. Unbelievable. And not the, I don't think I read it in the story, but it's also in the story. The mom said, this happened all the time. The and dad she was would in, go with. She was in the car too, She right? was not. She was at home. He called. He, the dad oh. picked up the phone and said, hey, told her what happened. We're coming to hide the car. So that's well, why she's charged with aiding and abetting. So they're all three in jail right now. Correct. Yes. They're all three still Thank in jail. Thank God. And the, the, the horrible thing is, you know, we, we discussed this off the air. And the first thing that came to my mind was this was a drug deal. Because that's, I mean, it's. It's really rampant on the streets, whether you're in, it doesn't even matter anymore if you're in the downtown Minneapolis, if you're out in the suburbs. This is going on everywhere, folks. Yeah. So, and, and I was naive enough to think that a dad and mom being involved, it would have nothing to do with a drug deal. No, thing. right. No. So would legalize, uh, if you legalize it, is this going to end this sort of thing? I saw a lot of that on social media last night. That would have put an end to this. But I, but it, it happened because of theft. So I, I don't know that it would have, Kenny, in all honesty. And I don't know that it would have because uh, you legalize it, the price is probably going to be higher than what you can buy on the street. Well, and not to Ill- mention, he was a juvenile, so he wouldn't have even been legally allowed to purchase. Right, but, right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. But And, and not that this is dumb. Maybe I watch too many movies and TV shows, but to think a drug dealer would have any kind of ethics, you know, you know what's going to happen. Grab the kid, slap him up a little, say, hey, if you're going to do this for a living, pal, guess what? You better learn how this right. works. You don't shoot him in the back of the head. Right, as he's running away. Unbelievable. Well, he wasn't running away. Or, he was sitting true, there. You're right. He was you're just right. sitting there. Well, Chris, 
you s- certainly were able to acquire beer as a uh, juvenile before before you sure. were old enough. Well, well, I'm sure that's what'll happen with the kids in the weed. Yeah, you they'll know, just find an 18 or 19 right. year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, other news, uh, happier news, I hope. Anyway, you may start to notice some St. Paul police officers looking a little different. On Thursday, St. Paul Police Chief Todd Axtell announced that after years of prohibiting facial hair for officers, he's now open to changing that tradition. He said the decision was made for several reasons, including attracting new recruits and being more approachable in the community. As long as they don't allow man buns, it's okay. (laughs) I didn't know that that was a rule. I didn't either. Huh. U.S. President Donald Trump on Friday signing an emergency spending bill for $8.3 billion to ramp up the nation's response to the coronavirus. It'll provide funds for state and local officials to combat the spread of infections as the number of cases grow in the United States. The funding measure includes over $3 billion for research and development of vaccines, test kits, and medical treatments, $2.2 bill to aid public health activities on prevention, preparedness, and response, and $1.25 billion to help international efforts aimed at reining in the virus. President Trump did say his uh, planned trip today to the CDC uh, was axed due to a suspected coronavirus case at the Atlanta facility, but that now has turned out to be false, so he says he may end up going anyway. He told reporters while citing that emergency virus bill, I might go. We're going to see if they can turn it around in time. Should I read this text I got you from uh, uh, somebody working in the healthcare industry in Seattle? if you want. Yep. Uh, also, ground zero, she works in a hospital. Also, ground zero COVID is pretty wild. I'm working from home now. The hospital is on lockdown. Many, many cases in the hospital. We are completely full. The numbers you hear on the news are way too low. Hmm. Um, and then I uh, responded to her uh, that, John, your kid is in Seattle now, which yeah. means when he gets back, he's bringing the virus with him. And uh, everybody here at Garage Logic will be sick. And uh, she says, yeah, it's only a matter of time till it hits there. And listen to this. And you guys think we were joking earlier in the week? Stock up on toilet paper. People are nuts. There's not a single roll on the island right now. She's got guests coming out there uh, next week. She's telling them to bring their own toilet paper. In my case, that'd be about four or five boxes full. (laughs) Well... Well, we've already done one. Yeah, you're right. Don't. Don't you just go right to the shower if it's if it's going to get that bad? <laughs> oh, God. You know, now would be a good time to start selling bidets. <laughs> well, there you go. Yep. Never yep. use toilet paper again. Hey, Such, I got a stock tip for you. <laughs> I, I was in there for four hours. <laughs> I didn't want to get off it. <laughs> Speaking of the coronavirus, a fellow who tested positive in New Zealand uh, decided to still attend a rock concert by Tool last week, along with thousands of other people. Uh-oh. The music lover, identified as the fourth person to be diagnosed in New Zealand with the bug, watched wow. the L.A. band perform songs from their new album. He sat in the general admission section in the front left corner of the arena. Wow. <laughs> Ash- he is a tool. Ashley Bloomfield, the country's director general of health, said we encourage all people in the area of the concert to be aware of the symptoms and contact our health line if they are concerned. The man has isolated himself since Wednesday, does not require hospital-level care, and has support from health officials, according to Bloomfield. In addition to the sporting events being canceled, uh, they're also canceling races, uh, auto races all across Europe, too. Everything's getting canceled. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are they still going to do it without... From crowds, or are they from, just canceling everything? From what I understand, wow. the whole, yeah, everything's canceled. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, uh, 
a fellow I know, a uh, somewhat famous guitarist, uh, there was supposed to be a thing in Sweden, I believe, uh, Blues Summit, canceled the entire concert, well, so nobody can go. Well. A three-day thing, actually. Bill Clinton claims his affair with Monica Lewinsky was one of the things, quote, I did to manage my anxieties. Oh. The former <laughs> president suggests in a documentary scene. That by line the, works. But... By Daily Mail TV. Apparently. <laughs> that he had the fling with the ex-White House intern while he was in office because it helped with his own issues. Uh-huh. Clinton said at the time he met Lewinsky, the pressure of the job of being president made him feel like a boxer who had gone 30 rounds. He said he looked at Lewinsky as, quote, something that will take your mind off it for a while. Yeah, for a few minutes anyway. He makes the claims in an interview featured in the new documentary series that'll air on Hulu about his wife, Hillary Clinton. It's called Hillary. In that uh, documentary, the former first lady and secretary of state reveals that in the aftermath of that scandal, the couple underwent painful marriage counseling. Bill offers an apology to Lewinsky in the documentary that premieres today, says he felt terrible that her life was defined by their affair. And still is, by the way, and apologizing to a camera isn't going to work. Nope. Find her, look her up, and apologize to her face to face. She is incredibly clever and funny on Twitter. Yes, she is. She's really good. Yeah. 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 Four-part series features extraordinary access to the Clinton's inner circle, examines Hillary's public life from her student days to losing the 2016 election. Johnny, back to coronavirus for just a brief moment. Uh-huh. I was just handed this note by an offsite correspondent. This just in. John Hopkins <laughs> University is hosting Division Three men's basketball tournament games. Due to the coronavirus situation, it has announced that there will be no fans in attendance and is giving refunds for tickets purchased. Wow. So it's coming here, folks. Well, I suppose that's covered by insurance. What do you or, mean? I mean, that's that's a huge loss, that, that revenue Money loss. Was, yeah. Well, but it is Division Three, So I don't I don't know what those attendance numbers but, typically are. But that's not are. to say there wouldn't be people in the building. Oh, for and, sure. And now the people that bought the tickets are going to get their money back. Yeah, they're getting refunds. But, huh. yeah, I'll, I'll be shocked if there isn't more of this stuff surfacing soon. Parts of Nashville, especially East Nashville, still trying to recover after the devastation from tornadoes this week. Uh, Taylor Swift is taking some action. I've never been a big Taylor Swift fan, but this is pretty cool. She donated $1 million that to the girl. Middle Tennessee Emergency Response Fund. Isn't she from there? Which supports, yes, yeah. the communities hit and nonprofits helping the victims. She says, Nashville's my home, and the fact that so many people have lost their homes and so much more in Middle Tennessee is devastating to me. She also encouraged on Instagram her fans to donate to the same fund. She joined some of country music's biggest artists who are lending a hand in recovery. Singer Chris Young announced he'd be donating 50 grand to the foundation. Leonard Skinner's singer Johnny Van Zant donated 10 grand, and other top names directed their fans to various foundations and other relief efforts. The tornadoes killed 24 people and destroyed hundreds of buildings in Tennessee. From the uh, God, people are morons category. <laughs> man was caught. Hi, I'm Ken. You're right. <laughs> a man was caught on video spraying what looked like a fabric deodorizer at an Asian strap hanger on a Brooklyn train amid the coronavirus fears. The incident now being investigated as a possible hate crime. A video. Uh, uh, no. Yeah. What? He was spraying an uh, Asian fellow down with Febreze because he thought it would help if perhaps the Asian fellow, because he's Asian, had been infected with the coronavirus. And a strap hanger just simply means he was standing up. Yeah, they're just standing holding a strap, and and the guy got too close to him. It's a long story, so I'll just tell you how it goes. The guy was standing, me to you, Uh and the guy said, back up. And the fellow looked at him like, are you nuts? What's wrong with you? And he out of his bag, he pulled a can of Febreze 
and started spraying well, that it That doesn't off. kill germs. That's correct. The guy, like I said. Well, uh, the, the, he might not be all right in the, uh, in the upstairs department, Kenny. This might have been racially motivated, John. Is that yeah, what you're well, saying? that's what the actually the police are thinking that too. And uh, people around the two of them started yelling, of course, at the guy spraying the Febreze, saying, "Don't be such a just a the, moron." Right? The term I, I'm not comfortable with the term "strap hanger." It, it sounds like something. <laughs> yeah. I, it sounds like something I'd call Reavers off the air. <laughs> I, I don't think we should use that term anymore. Okay. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm you want to come over and see my strap hanger? <laughs> nah, I'm good. I think uh, I've got something going on. Uh, Actually, aren't you going to make a run? I, I hope you are because I've already got a list going. I need I need normal brats. I need I need meatloaf. I want two packages of salmon. Jesus, I'd, li- I'd like some I'd like some COVID brats if right you don't the, mind. COVID. Uh, I want some old fashioned wieners and I want some ring sausage. Are you talking you about Grunhofer's old fashioned meats and Hugo Gruns? So Johnny made the run last week, and I thought it's going to be absolutely gorgeous out all weekend. Yep. And I love grilling on Sunday. I could I. I can't tell you why. Just Sunday's my day to grill, so I'll make the run. Johnny made the run last week, so I'm because he's not here. Do I still have to text him? Um, who the mayor? Yeah, no. Okay, so this is just no. a three way deal yeah, between us yeah. three. And, and don't go on Twitter either. No, Jeez. I won't do any. Well, I'll post once I grill everything after I get it home. So I got to get another meatloaf <laughs> yes. so I can eat that in one sitting. But I need God. to get. Uh, I'm gonna. I want to get the sliders that you were raving about oh, last so week. Good. Yeah. Uh, GrunhofferMeatMarket.com is their website. They are in the north end of Hugo off Highway 61. Make sure you sign in on the GL book and tell Spencer that you heard about it on the GL podcast. Two packs of smoked salmon. My God. Two. Make sure when you get the sliders, uh, Spencer also has the Hawaiian buns because they're great oh, yeah. on the Hawaiian buns. Okay. Fit perfect and the taste is. Mm-mm-mm. Two salmon, Kenny, so you can eat one on the way to work and then one on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else, Johnny? Uh, spring breakers, be forewarned, you cannot drink booze in March on the beach in a Florida town who's trying to curb Rudy, Rudy? rowdy parties. The Panama City News Herald reports that the month-long ban is paired with a 2 a.m. deadline to buy alcohol anywhere within city limits. Panama City Police Chief Drew Whitman says zero-tolerance policy originally enacted in 2015 has helped the city transition from a wild national spring break hotspot to a more family-friendly destination all year long. Whitman says enforcing the ban includes extra officers on the beach, some on all-terrain vehicles. Violators, he says, will be fined and... They could even be thrown in jail. This reminds me of Stillwater Lumberjack days. Has it too successful? Yes. Has it killed their businesses? No mention of that. If it was that big of a tourist, been going on three, what, four years? Can you hurt Florida in the winter? Is there any way? No, that's true. I bet they're doing okay. What about Daytona though? You can still drop trow. I would think yeah, yeah. up and down the beach. (laughs) Do anything you want. Blackout drunk. (laughs) Anything you want in Daytona. Okay, boy. Uh, this week, uh, some uh, sad news. If you're a daytime person uh, for TV, Judge Judy coming to an end after 25 seasons. Uh, but she says she'll have another show. She's not saying what it is yet. Uh, did you know she makes 47? I was just going to say her net worth is incredible. Yeah. She makes $47 million a year, and they sold all of her backlog, or not backlog, but her uh, back uh, history of shows, and she made a gigantic amount of money from that. So she's very rich. 25 years uh, Judge Judy's been gone. I've never been able to watch that old battle axe. She's always uh, really... She likes to yell. I don't like people that yell. I always bug, you know, I don't don't need that. (laughs) Uh, She ranks as one of the top-rated syndicated programs, averaging roughly 9 million viewers every day. Wow. It's TV's most watched court show. She's not saying yet what her new show 
Is it really a daily show, on. or does she do a couple a week, or how does that I work? I think it's on every day, right? Wow. Every afternoon, I believe. Good for her. But you're right. It probably tapes like a game show, right? Yeah. You tape a couple of episodes a day for two or three weeks straight. Kind of like Suits with this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we actually taped this three weeks ago. Just do the same <laughs> takes every day. Yeah. You guys wouldn't believe how hard that is to do news. <laughs> Are we done? Well, I got one more, unless you don't want it. Yeah, okay. give me one more. It's got to be funny. It is funny. Well, no, you know what? It's not funny. Never mind. We, we won't do it. Well, then get, you, you can't <laughs> do one more. All right. You have to have a kicker in there somewhere. God, I thought you almost just were calling me a bad name. No, there. I wouldn't do that. I like you too much. No, but I thought you were swearing. So oh. I thought you were going to have to edit yourself. Barry Norton was active and healthy. But last Saturday, he was filling a prescription for antibiotics at Shoppers Drug Mart on Kingsway when he was given a cup of pills and told to take them right there at the pharmacy on the spot. His wife, recalling the conversation she had with Barry after the visit, said, what's going through my mind is, is this a different antibiotic? While Barry was confused, questioned the employee who double-checked with her colleague, took the pills. He went home, continued on with his day. Pretty soon the phone rang. Oh, no. It was the pharmacy. He's a contractor, and his phone records all conversations for work. Here's the conversation he recorded. Pharmacist, I need you to go to the hospital right now. Oh, jeez. Barry, need me to go where? Pharmacist, I need you to go to the hospital. Barry, a hospital? Pharmacist, yeah, she gave you the wrong medication. The pharmacy told Barry he was given a dose of the slow-release powerful opioid known as cadian, a potentially lethal dose. Oh, my God. Uh, The ICU nurse uh, told Barry if he he had gone home and maybe had an afternoon beer, uh, he may have... uh, He may have... He may have keeled over and died. Really? Yes. He was, wow. He did uh, go to the hospital. Uh, his blood pressure spiked. He was wrapped in bandages uh, due to concerns about blood clots. By Sunday, he had to be given a dose of Narcan to help restore consciousness, but he slipped no in and kidding. out. No kidding. They thought, actually, for a moment he was on the edge that he may uh, die, but he uh, did recover immediately, and an investigation <sighs> has been launched. Does uh, Barry have a lawyer? I'm sure he does now. I hope Barry has a lawyer. Rook, yes. I don't know about bleeping Barry. <laughs> yeah, don't, hey, not. before we break, is there a Donnybrook breaking out here in the uh, end of the first we period? We just had ourselves a little tilly here between uh, Hermantown and St. Cloud Cathedral. I didn't think we fought in high school hockey. Especially with the Catholics. What are they doing getting all wound up? Uh, yeah, they were throwing hands there, and uh, it was both teams on the ice. You know what it was? clearing. They don't want to go to the locker room and have fish. <laughs> That's why. No, no. <laughs> Good night, everybody. No. Oh, God. No. All right, we'll break. We'll be right back here on GL. This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. Do you make practical decisions based on being lucky? Do you have one agent representing only one company for your home and auto insurance? Are you hoping they are lucky enough to have the best coverage at the best price for you? Uh, The Canopy Group believes you deserve more than luck when it comes to your home and auto insurance. You deserve a true and tried process. The Canopy Group has a dedicated team of 30 professionals and hand selects their 16 companies. They match each client with the company that best fits their individual needs. This due diligence and hard work results in the best coverage at the best price for Canopy clients. No luck, just a disciplined and dedicated approach to serving you. Remember, new clients enjoy an average savings of over $600. Request a quote today at thecanopygroup.com or call 800-967-3389. 
So, Patrick. Yes. Uh, I discovered something on social media last night. Uh, I attended the Roycey School of Trolling when I was the producer for yes. the Ride with Roycey for a number of years. <laughs> I found a fan base that's just as easy to upset as Gopher football fans. Wow, that's hard to believe. Who Saint, are those? St. Thomas Academy oh. hockey fans. Oh, my goodness. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. So I tweeted out, what a great underdog story when they took down Andover last oh, night. Oh, yes, that's right. But it didn't help that... Tom Chorsky retweeted it, so I got attacked from everybody associated with high school hockey last well, night. I was, I said this morning, uh, it's it's quite a state tournament when Eden Prairie's your tournament darling in the semifinals, because <laughs> <laughs> we got the we got the richest kids in the west side of the river, Blake. Yep. We got the richest kids on the east side of the river, the academy, right? They got more money than SBA. No, I am, maybe not. You sound like but, Bernie. What's wrong with having money? <laughs> no, Jesus. nothing. But, uh, well, you know, the hockey, uh, the, the private school haters uh, uh, do not like this. And then, of course, Hill Murray's been, you know, Johnson would still be a powerhouse if it wasn't for those thieving Hill Murray people <laughs> stealing all their hockey players. So, uh, it's uh, it's not exactly. I got a hunch you can buy a ticket tonight if you wander on down there. Yeah, don't you? I, I think so too. They didn't. It didn't look like they had good crowds for any of the sessions so far. Even oh really? No. Not, even Double A was down a little bit. Huh? But that game last night, that Andover game, was the only game that wasn't that hasn't been a total blowout. You're right. Yes. It was it was a fun game to watch. Yeah, there was what one A game that was five to two where one team had to rally and the other three were slaughters like they usually yep. are. See, that's the trouble with seeding. I like the old days where you just threw them in a pot, <laughs> and uh, you know if the two best teams play in the first round, tough bananas yeah. win. You know, <laughs> I forget so. to who, uh, who who said this on Twitter, but somebody called the the remaining you know teams in the double A the who and who has more uh, of the four. <laughs> That was great. Oh, no. I, I the only thing missing is Edina. Oh, right? yeah. If it had been Edina instead of Eden Prairie, then everybody could be rooting against all four teams. It would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Just go up. Do you fellas know that this is the 60th anniversary of the day that sportsmanship became an issue in the state of Minnesota? No. We're, we're right. Not, not the direct, but this month is. Because uh, in 1960, Williams Arena, 18,900 people to see tiny Edgerton to take on mighty, cheating Austin, which every time there was a good South, good basketball player within 100 miles, his father became a, a, uh, a foreman at Hormel, and they moved to Austin. That was the legend, anyway. And... 18,800, there was, okay, there's 2,000 Austin people in there. So 17,000 people booed the hell out of them when they came on the court. As if Bobby Knight had brought Indiana into town. Wow. And uh, there was quite an outcry that perhaps high school uh, athletes should not be treated that viciously. But it was brutal. They booed the hell out of them. What was Austin's run back then? I mean, did they have a oh, deck? they were complete powerhouse. They came to see back then it was eight geographical regions. It was all geographical. So Bemidji came down every year from uh, region eight and Austin, you know, 60, 70% of the time came up from region one. And, uh, and Austin was, uh, 
Boston was a huge booming town then, you know, they had nothing but money and, uh, and, uh, they'd come out and they'd have these great unis, man. Like they had their new state tournament unis. And then you get some guy from little fork, big falls. It was, his pants were falling down, you know, <laughs> speaking of that, by the way, chips piece on, uh, that Austin story was, was outstanding by the way, in your paper. Oh, it was great. And it would have been even better if they hadn't trimmed 80 inches out of the oh. damn thing. But I shouldn't be saying that. That's an in-house matter. But I got to see the original. It was fantastic. But uh, the designers took over. Wow. So we needed more photos? Is that what we needed? We needed more photos. I got Aaron you. Aaron the greatest photographer, one of the greatest photographers we've ever had. He's fantastic. He works his story like nobody else. But he takes such damn good pictures. I don't want him because they'd <laughs> rather have him pictures than your words. So, Pat, hard to believe. 14 years when Puck died. I couldn't believe that when I saw that this morning. That's right. Today is the 6th, isn't it? 14 years already. I wasn't not being down there. I kind of forgot because it's always a a gloomy day down there. Yep. Actually, uh, we kind of knew on March 5th that uh, he wasn't going to make it, and then... uh, but uh, I think it was uh, today. Yeah, it was March sixth when they announced it for sure. And I will remember this till the day I die. I was one of those nerds that made the trip to the Metrodome, and we had that really bad ice rainstorm that day. But there were still twenty. What did you say? Twenty, thirty thousand people at the Metrodome that day. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah they uh, thought it was going to be larger, but yeah, it might have been something to do that. And let's face it, Puck's image did take a hit there. The, the you know when. When uh, the uh, a few various things happened, he ended up having that uh, that trial and all that stuff. So it would have been the old puck. Uh, it would have been uh, standing you know, room only. Right, would have filled that place. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, he's still one of my. I, you know, whatever, whatever it turned into, he was. He was one of the all time greats. I'll ever. I'll never forget that. Uh, uh, puck and Winfield were going in the Hall of Fame together. So I was I was going to do like I Sue Ann and I they wanted us want us to do one and want them to do the other and I knew Winfield a lot better than Sue Ann did so I said okay I'll take Winnie and you you can have Puck but let's get them together so we got them together at Puck's office over when he was a vice president for the Twins yep and Winnie you know Winnie spent those ten years in New York. And he became the smooth, you know, he became New York, don't trust anybody, but smooth, you know. And wouldn't, you know, Winnie would give you the the, the perfunctory quote and, and, and the PR quote, and Puck would, Puck would tell stories, let's put it this way. And Puck was telling Sue Ann and I all this stuff, and Winnie, I thought Winnie's head was going to explode. He couldn't believe Puck, Puck was telling a couple of reporters this stuff. <laughs> but it was a it was a little different relationship to say the least. Did you see uh, this morning? Speaking of athletes, we're losing. We lost the pocket rocket. Oh, really? Yeah. Henri Richard. And he died this morning. Yeah, he had Alzheimer's. Apparently, he was eighty four. I kind of wish Joe was that all. To, wow. Yeah, he was, he was eighty four. He was, uh, of course, uh, Joe's hero's little brother. So yes, right, so, Henri. Uh, and of course, that's the uh, famous uh, Sonmore story about uh, the the three stars of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the rocket was naming the uh, three stars of the game. And, uh, and the, the first star was, uh, I don't know which, you know, one of the great French players, Jean <laughs> Bellevue. Jean had two assists tonight. He was all over the ice. He played great. And, uh, 
my little brother Henry, he's the first star, and my little brother Henry, <laughs> my little brother Henry, he didn't have any goals tonight or any points, but boy, he played great defense. Uh, he was just all over the ice. He was great. And the third star today, well, I suppose we got to give it to Gordy Howe because if he hadn't scored those four goals, we probably would have won. Not Morris, but it was it was fantastic because his growing up with the Frenchies, his French accent uh, is is pretending to have a French accent a little better than mine. Do I want to ask where the nickname came from? Well, the old man was the, I mean, uh, Maurice was a big, strong guy, and Henry was a little tiny guy, so he became the pocket rocket. Maurice was the rocket. <laughs> even, though, even though in your perverse world, there might have been other <laughs> That's uh, obviously why I asked. <laughs> yes. the classic, the classic no, I don't know what he did when he was on flight in his, his regular clothes. Maybe he was a pocket rocket. Because you can get those thing, uh, things on Amazon for next to nothing. <laughs> The classic Little Feet song. In I got fact, a rocket. I would and... guess the name of those things probably comes from Henri Richard, right? <laughs> well, they could very well. Yeah, because he was very famous as the Pocket Rocket. That's the, for sure. The classic Little Feet song. I got a rocket in my pocket, finger in the socket. <laughs> no way to stop it. Oh, yikes! <laughs> well, that... He had to be quite a bit younger than Maurice then, because Maurice uh, been dead for a long time. I can check on that. Yeah. So, Pat, since you're uh, back from the fort, are you going to be taking in uh, the state high school hockey tournament for the first time in years? No, I don't believe The last time I was in person at the state high school hockey tournament was Columbia Heights was in it. That's how long oh, ago. Boy. Wow. And it had a, and the goalie was Reggie Miracle. And Reggie Miracle uh, stood on his head and uh, beat, some, upset somebody in the first round in the afternoon. And I went, wrote a column, and was on a flight to Orlando that night, or you know, to uh, for spring training. I used to always time my spring training with the state high school hockey <laughs> tournament, so I wouldn't have to be here. So we've got Hermantown and uh, Cathedral uh, in a semifinal. Just started here a few minutes hey, ago. Hey, Kenny. I gotta think the uh, class Ayers hate Hermantown as much as uh, as much as uh, people used to hate the Dino. Right? You would think so, yeah. I mean, because they won't move up, they should, but they won't move up. They're gonna sit, well, sit there and keep winning titles. So not moving up is optional. You should be oh, forced. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not based on population, and I'm not saying they. I, I don't believe in like. Caledonia football should move up just because they kick everybody's ass. Uh, but in this case, Hermantown, they get more good players out of Duluth than Duluth does. Right. right. <laughs> you know, apparently, every guy who's ever been a UMD star who stayed in town and had boys, they play at Hermantown. <laughs> That's odd. Why? I don't know. Well, they had the crazy old coach, Bruce. Bruce, uh, yeah. Bruce, what's the hell? What's I can't remember his last name oh, either. God, you gotta, you gotta but he had the he had the baseball on, cap Blank. that was a, from about the seventies too, and he just he just looked mad every time the camera would go to him. Yeah, well, then he'd get beat. He'd whine about the public private school thing. <laughs> you know. But I was writing a piece on Corey Millen, and uh, when the, he was served as an assistant for the Gophers there for a year, he's a great Gopher player. But he was like a legend of up there and, you know, from Cloquet. And uh, and Plot had been his uh, Bantam coach when he was scoring, you know, 
five goals a game, and he was already a legend when he got to high school. And and so I I quoted Bruce kind of affectionately in a couple three, you know, I mean, it, 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 in a couple of quotes. And a couple of his rival coaches <laughs> sent me texts saying, why did you quote that bleeping, bleeping streamer? <laughs> uh, Plant is his last name. Bruce Plant. Bruce yeah, Plant. Bruce Plant. Okay. Yeah. His son Derek had a good good career in the in the uh, NHL. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, very good player. Uh, little tiny guy played at one of the UMD's all time great players. Yeah, he was a good player, good guy too. So before we wrap it up, I'm uh, I'd like to hear on Monday night an explanation from you as to why you came back from the fort early. I'm not asking for the story today. I'm asking you to think about it and see if you can if you can edit, self-edit yourself, and give us the story on Monday night. You think you can do that? Uh, well, we'll, uh, we'll give it a good effort. <laughs> we'll work on it. Let's just say that uh, as a loving, caring, patient husband, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, and when you're 180 degrees opposite of that, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's an interesting challenge. Yeah. yeah. So if you could please you know, uh, pick your words carefully. Let's just say this way. You know, oftentimes as we, as we get into these advanced ages, we talk about, boy, wouldn't it be great if we had a one-level rambler, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. But these different levels come in handy in certain <laughs> 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 I'd rather, I could go for the elevator. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want the, I don't oh. want the same level. <laughs> okay. Bad idea. All right, I'll take my chances. Well, Pat, the other day, Kenny was trying to give uh, young rookie and myself marriage advice, and he said that, well, he and the wife, not only will they watch their show together, but they'll do it on separate floors and text each other about the show they're watching. <laughs> that's what, that's how we do it in my house. You don't, you don't use the Orville system where you both just sat there to listen to different shows. No, no. We, we found that it's best to be on separate levels of the house. Well, uh, I'm uh, one of the big crises in my uh, in my. In my uh, Many years of marriages that I, while while the young lady was gone and I was home, I I switched to streaming because I couldn't find I couldn't afford Xfinity anymore. I was getting three hundred dollars a month bills, and I switched to streaming. And it's an adjustment for her to uh, not have immediate access to everything she wants. And uh, it's, uh, but uh, you know. We're gonna we're gonna try it a little longer, I hope, before I have to go crawling back on my belly to those Comcast people. <laughs> oh, I thought you were referring to the marriage. <laughs> That's, uh, say, I got I got a question for the Rook. Now that he is it a secret that the Rook's going to work for TSA or not? I, I, well, Joe you know, let the cat yeah, out of the Joe bag. Yeah, Joe basically opened up that entire yeah. can of worms the other this day. This is a serious question. Oh God! Now that we're gonna all be encouraged to wear these masks, right? Yeah. What do we do when, like, Osama's cousin comes up there with a mask on? Do we make him take the mask off? Oh, oh, I don't know. Don't worry. uh, Isn't this like an excuse to 
you know, not be identified, you know? I don't know, uh, Pat, all I know is Matthew is now a federal agent, and we should put our trust in him. Yeah. <laughs> all fears are set aside, I've Pat. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Somebody's got to instruct him that he can't see some 84-year-old woman in the front and think it's funny to say, oh, ma'am, you uh, stepped out of line. you got to go back to the back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, pranks. Pranksterism doesn't work. No. So you're saying on the corner, jump out and go boo. So you're saying the time that he scared the mayor with the gorilla mask, he's not going to be able to get away with that at the airport. Can you imagine him as a TSA agent on Halloween? <laughs> not going to be good. All right, Roycey. We'll talk on Monday. Right. See ya. There he goes, Patrick Roycey, and uh, we'll be back here in Garage Logic. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of Garage Logic. Reavers back here in the GL Podcast Studios. No mayor today, but you know what? We're still going to bring you good content. And please don't forget to download the PodMN app and also rate and review the show on iTunes. It uh, helps others find the program. We truly appreciate your loyal support of Garage Logic. And also uh, the brand new Cylinder Index Hall of Fame t shirt and hooded sweatshirt are now available at garagelogic.com. Shop for all of your GL gear inside the Garage Logic store. For the mayor, for the boys, this is Reavers. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday.